Shabbat Shalom, Hag Sameach Pesach, and Happy Easter. Welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. I'm not going to apologize for saying Easter. I don't care whether or not you say Resurrection Sunday. The truth remains. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Well, what is Passover? On its face, Passover is simply another miraculous time Hashem saved His people from annihilation. In reality, it's so much more than that. Let's read it together. Exodus chapter 12 records, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it, according to the number of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take of the blood, and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let none of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. And ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. And in the first day there shall be an holy convocation. And in the seventh day there shall be an holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, at even, ye shall eat unleavened bread, until the one and twentieth day of the month, at even. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses. For whosoever eats that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Ye shall eat nothing leavened, 
and all your habitations shall ye eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families, and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop, and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door, and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. And he shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. And it shall come to pass, when ye be come to the land which the Lord will give you, according as he hath promised, that ye shall keep this service. And it shall come to pass, when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he smote the Egyptians, and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. And the children of Israel went away, and did as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So did they. And it came to pass, that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne, unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night, and said, Rise up, and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go, serve the Lord, as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people, that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We be all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptians. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about six hundred thousand on foot that were men, besides children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks, and herds, even very much cattle. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they brought forth out of Egypt. For it was not leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt, and could not tarry. Neither had they prepared for themselves any victual. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel, who dwelt in Egypt, was four hundred and thirty years. And it came to pass at the end of the four hundred and thirty years, even the selfsame day it came to pass, that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generations. And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall no stranger eat thereof, but every man's servant that is bought for money, when thou hast circumcised him, then shall he eat thereof. A foreigner and an hired servant shall not eat thereof. In one house shall it be eaten. Thou shalt not carry forth aught of the flesh abroad out of the house. 
neither shall ye break a bone thereof. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. And when a stranger shall sojourn with thee, and will keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land, for no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. One law shall be unto you that is home-born, and unto the stranger that sojourns among you. Thus did all the children of Israel, as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass the selfsame day, that the Lord did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. What does it mean? It means that God has always been in the business of redemption. From the Garden of Eden he revealed his plan. And I will put enmity between thee, the serpent, and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Genesis 3.15 This is referring to the Messiah to come, as is this. Let's read this one together. Isaiah 52, beginning in verse 6, through the end of chapter 53. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore shall they know in that day that I am he that doth speak. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings, that publishes peace, that brings good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that says unto Zion, Thy God reigns. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice, with the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence. Touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rearward. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled, and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, or astonished, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. 
we have turned every one to his own way, and Adonai hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opens not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. That's you and I, folks, were the transgressors. He did indeed bear our iniquity. Well, did Jesus keep the Passover feast? Apparently there is teaching going around, even in the Christian church, that says that Jesus didn't keep the Passover feast, that he was doing something else that night. The Bible clearly says otherwise, and I'll read those. I just, wherever this idea is coming from, it's nonsense. Reject it. Open the scripture yourself. You can read. If you can't, find somebody to read for you. We'll start with Matthew, chapter 26, verse 17. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? They're asking, Where do you want us to prepare this for you? So if he wasn't keeping it, why on earth were they preparing it for him? Mark fourteen twelve, And the first day of Unleavened Bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, Where wilt thou that we go and prepare, that thou mayest eat the Passover? Luke 22, verse 8. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go, and prepare us the Passover, that we may eat. Yep, pretty clear. Jesus did celebrate Passover. Most importantly, by becoming the Passover lamb for us all. The once-for-all blood sacrifice of his perfect, his spotless purity to pay for my sin and for yours. Well, Jesus kept it, but should Christians keep the Passover? Numbers 9.14 says, And if a stranger shall sojourn among you, and will keep the Passover unto the Lord, according to the ordinance of the Passover, and according to the manner thereof, so shall he do. You shall have one ordinance, both for the stranger and for him that was born in the land. Not one separate one for each but one for everyone. Verse 49 says, One law shall be to him that is homeborn, and unto the stranger that sojourns among you. Now clearly, this is not just anyone off the street who has no interest in 
or dedication to God. These are those who have joined themselves to Israel in faith. Look with me at Exodus 12:19. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses, for whosoever eats that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. You can't be cut off from what you are not a part of. Leviticus 18.26 admonishes, You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourns among you. Leviticus 19, verses 33 and 34. And if a stranger sojourn with thee in your land, you shall not vex him. But the stranger that dwells with you shall be unto you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am Adonai, your God. Leviticus 24.22 You shall have one manner of law, as well for the stranger as for one of your own country, for I am Adonai, your God. Okay, so scripture clearly teaches that Gentiles were always welcome in God's eyes. This is so important, in fact, that he put it in his law in several places. It's not actually Moses' law, like he made it up or something. This is God's law. He gave it to all people, but he gave it through Moses. It was to be lived out as a light, a beacon, to draw all nations off the rocks of sin and into the safe harbor of his loving arms. Laws are a good thing. Without law, there is no society. There is only anarchy. And yeah, when you're young, you might think anarchy is cool, that it can be a good tool to orchestrate positive changes in society. Mm, no. Please, don't take that particular dog by the ear. Thanks. Laws protect. Laws shelter. Good laws, anyway. And unlike certain modern nations... The laws given through Moses are perfect. The law of Adonai is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of Adonai are sure, making wise the simple. Psalm 19.7 One more important reason Christians should indeed celebrate the Passover. Jesus told those celebrating that last Passover, or last supper, with him, to remember him as often as they kept Passover. Clearly, he expected they would continue to. Therefore, he expects all of his followers to. If the Passover remembrance were to have been stopped with his resurrection, as some claim, then he would have had to stay dead for at least a full year in order to allow them time to fulfill this commandment of remembrance, as Passover comes but once a year. So that one falls flat. Also, Jesus told them he wouldn't celebrate it with them again until that day he drinks it new with them slash us, in his father's kingdom. How is that doing away with it if he himself says, don't worry, we'll celebrate together this same victory, only with all things revealed, someday? He himself is also, of course, revealed in the Passover ceremony. I'll get there in a bit. What is a Christian? That's a Gentile believer in Jesus, right? Wrong. The first Christians were all Jews. All there was much disagreement about letting Gentiles in, which shows how far they had come from the words of the law we just read. Early Christianity was considered a sect of Judaism, 
Why? Because they shun God's law? I'm thinking not. That would be called what it is, straight-up paganism. Over the centuries, it has become divergent, unfortunately. I think that's sad. I think that's the enemy, the devil, trying to destroy us from within. Be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. Fortunately, he is a good and loving father, and will always bring his people back to himself. His own word is what true believers follow. Some think that the Old Testament, which is basically a good Tanakh, is the sort of Jewish Bible, and the New Testament is the Christian Bible. Not so. There is a reason they are unified as one body of literature we call the Holy Bible. Some claim only to follow the New Testament. That's impossible. It does not actually stand alone. It is mostly the fulfillment of the Old, Old not meaning done away with, but rather old means here, the basis, the foundation for what follows. You can't have one without the other. Let's bring it full circle. What is the spiritual fulfillment of the Passover in Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach? John the Baptist announced Jesus in this way. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world... He wasn't just blowing smoke, folks. The blood of the perfect lamb freed us from bondage. The deliverance came in a single night, just like the first Passover. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Yeshua said at the last Passover he celebrated on the night he was betrayed. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. Take, eat, this is my body. This wasn't everyday bread nor even Shabbat challah. This was matzah, the unleavened bread. Unleavened bread is pierced, striped, just like Yeshua's body was about to be. There are three special pieces of unleavened bread in the Passover Seder. They are placed in separate compartments in a special bag or covering. There is a blessing, and the middle piece is removed. That piece is then broken and hidden away in its own bag. This can be likened to Elohim, plural, yet unified, seen in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the middle piece is clearly the Son in that scenario. The bread of life, the matzah, cannot be hidden until it is first lifted up before all present. As Jesus was lifted up, then it is blessed. He was blessed with a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then the bread is broken. He was indeed broken on the cross, though not one of his bones was broken. But oh, what a broken spirit that cried out in prophetic fulfillment, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then the matzah is hidden, gone from sight, until the time is right. Then, and only then, can all things be finished. He's coming back, people. Not coming for the first time, but coming for the second time. This is called the afikomen. It's a Greek word, meaning roughly, that which comes after. So, like every other part of the Passover Seder, it surely has a spiritual meaning. Look for the one who is striped, pierced, broken, all of this publicly, and then vanishes. Scoffers will say, no, it just refers to dessert. Yeah, okay, whatever. 
The Holy Bible also talks about having an evil heart of unbelief. Tell me, seriously, in my face, that it's necessary to tell people that dessert is coming at the end of the meal. Right. So the Passover ceremony was given by the Almighty as a teaching and remembrance tool. You can't seriously expect that this aspect alone, because you don't approve of the way it was fulfilled, is meaningless. The coming one came, came and endured the stripes, endured the piercing. We can say now that he is hidden away until the time is right for him to come back. He is the Messiah, and those looking for him will see him. They will find him when he will be revealed at the end of the time of the Gentiles. Everyone will realize the fulfillment, but it's too late for most then. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The first of the four Seder questions is this. Why is this night different? I am summing it up this way. It's the night of a great sacrifice. This sacrifice brings salvation for those who heed the warning and follow the one true God. The blood sacrifice of the spotless lamb that brought redemption. Okay, but if you say he was the lamb, why would he celebrate? Was he celebrating his own death to come? I say, yes. Yes, he was very happy to lay down his life for us. In fact, the Bible tells us that's the very reason he came. It is written, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. It was his very joy to die for us, that you and I might not have to die for our sin. Believe, turn away from your sin, and be forgiven of it. Oh, the beauty, the freedom of being set free from sin, being led out of bondage by a gracious, loving, sheltering Redeemer. Turn to him today. He's waiting for you. Thanks for listening. Yeshua Adonai, Jonah 2.9. Copyright 2015, A Christian.